Hey, y'all, I want you to check out Brooklyn Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games. It's like a monthly zine subscription. Each issue is chock full of imaginative, useful information you will use at your table. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games for a new issue in your mailbox or inbox every month. Welcome to Anarchists and Androids. I am Logi the Barbarian, joined today by my co-host. Oh, parentheses I. <laughs> parentheses I? Yep. Parentheses I. Yep. Welcome. How are you today? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we have uh, three episodes of the new Disney Plus Star Wars show Andor to talk about. Yes, we do. So yeah. I was thinking we we're going to try to do something different than what Wobblies and Wizards does. This will be on the Wobblies and Wizards on Sunday morning. And and this is Anarchists and Androids. This, this is like a sci-fi spinoff. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to look at, we figured we'd give it a whack, trying to do something a little different. And we're going to look at Andor, the new Star Wars series, and talk about it from a very specific perspective. <laughs> yeah. I've been a big Star Wars fan Probably as long as I can remember, like growing up with the toys and stuff like that. I was yeah. born into Star Wars. Oh, same here. I remember being like a little boy and like, you know, at a babysitter's house. And then they had the original Star Wars movie on TV. And I remember being transfixed, like amazed. <laughs> and, and I remember seeing the what was it, the Return of the Jedi in the theaters as oh, a little yeah. kid. I remember yeah, and that, that blew me away. Yeah. I, d I definitely saw Jedi. I saw Empire and Jedi in the theaters. Uh, I don't remember Empire that clearly. I was very young, but I definitely remember Jedi seeing the, the Ewoks and all that. In the movie oh, theater. me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Ewoks were very impressionable for little kids. Oh, I was into it. I was into it. Yeah. Reminded me of my little bear that I had that I slept with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it an Ewok bear? No. <laughs> no. I, well, I had two. It was Snowball and Potbelly Bear. They had Pop Billy Bear had a record of the Pop Billy Bear song. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> ah, but you know, like an interesting thing about the Ewoks uh, that ties in with Andor is that both uh, the show, the movie, and the the show and all that they have like an indigenous stand-in population, right? You yeah. could say like the Ewoks are like a it's... somewhat of a representation caricature of indigenous people, you know, they but in kind that. of a silly, goofy way. But yeah. in Andor, it's more serious. Yeah. It, it's it, and I don't know how I feel about that. Sometimes when they do that, these sci-fi things, it's a little like, oh, okay. Yeah. interesting because it, you know they, they talk about things like cultural appropriation all sometimes when they do that in these shows i'm a little like oh okay i hope this isn't too awkward too bad yeah well and relatedly there's a avatar you know coming out with a new movie too you know i've all never about seen that. that i've never seen the original oh, you're, you're like the one guy that hasn't seen it I, well i got really mad at james cameron back in the late 90s and refused to watch his movies for years wow oh because of titanic no well, because he wrote this, he did this interview and he talked trash on his fans after he refused or he stopped doing the Spider Man movie. And he said that he didn't need his fans to succeed. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not watching your movie no more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So this like right off your fan base. Yeah. I just, I, that, I haven't seen Titanic or the Avatar. So, <laughs> wow. God, I thought those were the two movies everyone has seen. I boycotted them. <laughs> So anyway, Star Wars. Yeah. Andor came out. Three episodes dropped. I watched them. 
I love them. Uh, I'm a fan. It's it's an interesting. The first two, it's it's kind of a slow burn. It doesn't come out like swinging right off the bat. It seemed they kind of did that with Obi Wan, where oh. Obi Wan there had to be a, like every episode try to give you a little more excitement or so. This kind of is, sets up slowly the the stage of things, and it flashes back and forth when he's a child. Now I'm assuming most people that are listening have seen it already because it's available for everyone. We don't oh, get yeah, you should do the spoiler insight. warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to, so spoilers if you haven't seen it, but I'm assuming that everybody listening is like, hey, that Star Wars was awesome. I want to go listen to more Star Wars crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like out of all the new like Star Wars shows, I'd say like this is the most adult one, the most it's, sophisticated. It doesn't have to like rely on action stuff or yeah, the only one that doesn't have like some kind of baby or child character too. Yeah, well, it's got the little robot that's cute. Oh, yeah, but it's an adult robot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We need some Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda better pop out soon. Oh, yeah. If I don't get some Baby Yoda, I'm going to be sad now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, he, he, here's what I love about it, going into it. Uh, one thing that I liked about uh, the Last Jedi, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. <laughs> I oh, it's the, the nihilist Jedi. one, I'd say. It, like, it is. <laughs> it's nihilism through and through. Like everything needs to be destroyed. <laughs> it, it has this wonderful like approach to like politicizing Star Wars where I wanted it to be in the first place. Like I feel that Star Wars always has had a politic to it, but it's always been very brushed on surface level. And I wanted to get more into that. And I felt yeah. that The Last Jedi started dipping its toes there a little bit. But I definitely feel that Andor has gone full there. It starts off, mm -hmm. you're in the company town. Oh, yeah. Very labor-driven like labor -driven stuff. When I used to work at the steel mill, I'd drive around and, and I'd be in my little my little safety outfit, like, man, this should be some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Looking yeah. at all of this around me. And I feel that they they, they did that. They said, yeah, yeah, with the gloves and stuff. People like clocking in for their shift and yeah, getting the they, gloves. They got the bright orange outfits with builds like safety sleeve type stuff and things like that that you would have as PPE in a work environment oh, yeah. like that. And <laughs> yeah. it, and they're dealing with the free trade zone and the company town planet where everything is under capitalism now. This is showing the other side of the empire. This is what I wanted to see. These are the kinds of things I wanted to see. Yeah. And like my understanding is like so far in these episodes in Andor, it's like not taking place in empire territory, but kind of like the equivalent of like the, the, the Dutch towns. East India yeah, company the East or the India British trading company. Yeah. All those trading companies that were like corporations, but they kind of acted as states that were kind of like subsidiary to like the big empires of the time. And that's kind of like what they're doing here. Like they even say like, you know, they need to, like have everything like run perfectly and not have that much disruption. Otherwise, like the empire would step in and like try to take over. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. I think it's cool to see this side and more so than anything. I think that's what appeals to me is, is we're seeing another element of this politic of the empire and, and capitalism and stuff. The first time mm -hmm. I remember them mentioning that was, I believe it was Benicia del Toro's character. I'm going back to the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, because yeah, you they really talked love that about. Movie. <laughs> well, that's the other, the only other movie I'm seeing this because they go to that planet and they're like, "Well, who are these? These are the bad people. These are the war profiteers. These are the people that own those company planets yeah. and things like that." And he kind of makes this this mention this 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 what, what was the word I'm looking for? 
the suggestion in the movie that, well, what's the difference of who's buying the bombs and who's dropping the bombs between the rebels and the empire to most Oh, people? yeah, I remember. Yeah, because, like, yeah, they do business with both sides. Yeah, they're just making money from the death. That's who these people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, in Star Wars, yeah, how they do have, like, these, like, you know, big companies like the Dutch East India Company, and then they have, like, company towns, and then they have, like, a lot of, like, organized crime and black market stuff going yeah. on. And in Andor, it's like everybody has some kind of like black market side hustle going on. <laughs> yeah. It's the skirts of civilization around these capitalist towns, people that like like live on the fringes or the waste of of the of capitalism and the mass production of it. And I think it's interesting yeah. seeing more and more of that. Before then, a lot of stuff's been focused on Tatooine. And like the the people in power and Tatooine aren't just one major corporation like it is when we went to the, the company town in Andor, right? You have like huts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to like have in future episodes of Andor, they're going to have some uh, taking place in Tatooine and like the Galactic Senate and all that and Mon Mothma. Oh, you know, I like the, so they did. I they did that other that new cast of my Mothma, and she was she yeah. looks she looks really good. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I think it was the same actress that was in Rogue One that played her too. I hope so because, yeah, was that Rogue One that she was in? I'm trying to remember which one it was. Rogue One, yeah, I love Rogue One, yeah, yeah, it's a good, a good Star Wars movie. I may have one or two things I would have changed about it if it was me in charge. Wow. But that's, but that's the thing I'm hoping is uh, Saw Gerrera. Is, oh yeah, I've I've heard. Is it? I'm assuming. I thought I had heard that he may pop up in Andor later on down the line, which I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because so like Andor is like you know the uh, it's like a prequel TV series for Rogue One. Yeah, and Rogue One itself was a prequel movie to like Episode Four. <laughs> so <laughs> it all is supposed to back. kind of flow together. But it's so interesting because like Cassian Andor, the, the TV show is named after, like he like basically Rogue One shows like the final days of his life, you know, before, yeah. before he dies. And and so it's kind of like this whole series is like flesh out who was this guy, because out of all the characters in Rogue One, Cassian Andor was the one that was least elaborated upon. It was yeah. more like a blank slate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he brought he was. I liked him in the move in the movie. When I heard they were making an Andor show, I had to stop for a minute and be like, well, a who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, same with me. It's like which person? I was like, I remember that oh, guy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy. I liked him in it, but but yeah, it was kind of like when they, it was Andor. It's like who? Now he had the robot as well. He had his droid friend. I, I I'm curious to see if the droid will eventually make its way in. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that was like a lot of people's favorite character in Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the whole like setting that we're changing things up, like we got instead of the imperial uniforms, we had the company uniforms and stuff like yeah. that. And then you have the workers wearing their safety gear. Aside from those, uh, I think those are slight changes. They're showing us something new within like the visual style of how Star Wars usually does their thing, you know? Yeah. Very similar to Rogue One, though. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a lot of the same people that worked on that uh, movie work on the show here. I think we're going to build up to seeing more and more Empire type stuff because he's supposed mm -hmm. to be, you know, a part of the rebel. This is kind of like a show, I'm assuming, about the birth of the rebellion. Yeah. Am I correct? Is that what, yeah. they're, that what they're saying? Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. Like how the whole rebellion got formed in the very beginning. So that I'm excited to see. They're definitely going to have to get increasingly political somehow in this. And and I'm wondering what those 
what that's going to look like and how that's going to go from where they've set the foundation. Cause right now the foundation being, you know, the company town is, is, is what everybody's living under. It's all we've seen. Where are we going to go from here? He just left the planet. So I'm assuming wherever he's going to with old, uh, uh, Skazgard, Skazgards. Oh one, yeah. One was, of the many Skazgards. Yeah. Who's like really famous from, uh, the MCU. I think, uh, I forget the name of the character he plays in the Thor movies. No, that is his name. Skazgard. He's got like, like, like 10 different kids that are named Skazgards. Oh, wow. Actors. Have you seen <laughs> yeah, the Skazgard wow. family? Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Like his son is like it, what? the clown, <laughs> you know? Wow. His, okay. His son is the new it and stuff like that. Like all his kids are like Hollywood guys wow. in, in all these movies, and they're like the Skazgard family. <laughs> and yeah. he's like the dad. Some I don't remember where they're from, like Norway or something. Or like Sweden, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> but that, that character, like the impression in the, the episodes is like he was he seems like he's a part of the rebellion to begin with. Yeah, or whatever becomes the rebellion. Because are they is, is the rebellion just like a small like look okay we're anarchists right we've organized and we've been a part of groups organizing and talking to people and stuff like that in the past for different political reasons and that's what he's doing he's organizing for a political reason yeah and whatever the rebellion came from had to have some kind of foundation of organizing before it became the great big rebellion. That's what happened yeah. in Spain in 36, you know? Like, oh yeah. For decades ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. That organizing that before the, the Spanish revolution, even though the Spanish or the, sorry, the Spanish civil war, even though all the uprising of the left and the anarchists who and whatnot, like the Palm and the FAI and the CNT was in places like Barcelona and, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, and oh, Catalonia, yeah. throughout there, there were years of poverty, suffering under these major companies out there where people lived in like shanty towns and, and got nothing. And they were just they were just abused by landlords. They were they were organizing rent strikes, things like that for decades before the fascists came up. And they were at that point in time, they were organized enough to run their own cities you know, and they went after the bosses essentially in 1936. So that's like that took years of organizing before all those rent strikes and, and tenant strikes. So we're looking at Star Wars and we're asking, where is the rebellion? Where does the rebellion come from? At what point yeah. do you say it starts? There was probably a long time of rebellion before it became the massive rebellion with the logos and all this spaceships what, that fight <laughs> but time-wise though like it's weird because you mentioned like spain like they had decades of anarchists and socialists organizing before the spanish revolution but this takes place like just five years before episode four a new hope yeah oh <laughs> so, wow so we don't so well it, five years that's probably about a decade or so after also like the prequel movies that they had made oh yeah i, well, I guess I wanna... <laughs> that would be like 19 years after the prequel movies because the prequels Is end it? with luke and leia being born and so, then they're like 18 or 19 in episode four so yeah so then if it's five years before it would be only 14 somewhere between oh, what was luke like 16 in that first movie Oh no! Like eighteen or nineteen. Eighteen or nine. So then that would put it about thirteen years after. Yeah. That would be if you subtract that five years. It was five years before New Hope. Yeah, yeah. So about fifteen or so years of organizing, and Luke seems to on Tatooine, talking about the rebellion and stuff. Like it's a known thing. Like I, I wonder how yeah. widely 
You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I supported it is at that point. Wow. Yeah. It's probably from his perspective, it's like a far away, crazy thing that he doesn't really know much about. It's like when you're watching the news and you're kind of a young kid and all, the only thing that you see on the news, you know, you, that's where you're getting all your information from. He doesn't got social media. He hasn't that, got, got that kind of social access in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. still in the stuck a little bit at culturally in the late 70s in some ways in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the equivalent, like at this moment, I think, was it Azerbaijan and Armenia or at war or something? But like, you know, us Americans, like maybe we heard a headline, but we don't know anything about that conflict, even though hundreds yeah. of people are getting killed. So yeah. that's probably the equivalent of for Luke hearing about the rebellion. Yeah, you got a good <laughs> point there. Like a lot of the stuff like going on throughout Syria, yeah. when that stuff is going on, most people don't even like, OK, there's some kind of conflict in Syria. Most people can't tell you the U.S.'s involvement with 20 percent, like, like, like yeah. most of it, who's fighting who and what the different factions are. Even though tons of people are dying and, and the U.S. has had plenty of involvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, similarly, I think the rebellion, too, it had like Rogue One introduced all these different factions in the rebellion. So like Saw Gerrera, like had like the most radical, extreme faction. And then like Mon Mothma is most like tame, kind of most connected to the Senate in official <laughs> ways of changing things. I, I I'm really excited for Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera is one of my all time favorite of the new Star Wars stuff. Yeah. He, in my mind, he's like he's like 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 space fantasy Che Guevara or something. Yeah, and and I'm just like like yeah, this guy's great. Gonna go over to like Bolivia. Gonna go yeah. like, organize you know, with the miners. I'm like. He's great. He is a radical, like revolutionary, it seems. And I want to see them expand on that. And he's he's kind of a he's not a one of those, what is the word I'm looking for? Peace, love, nonviolent revolutionaries. He's not. He's willing to do what it takes to have a revolution. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, Mon Mothma would be like the exact opposite, like preferring yeah. to have parliamentary procedure change things. <laughs> yes, yes. <Yeah. laughs> So my empathies lie a little bit more with the Saw Gerrera as a character on a television show that I'd like to watch. Much yeah. more interesting conflicts there. <laughs> and I think also the character, I don't, maybe you remember his name, like Leia's adoptive father. Oh, uh, Organa. Oh, uh, yeah, Bail Organa. Bail Organa, yeah. yeah. yeah and he's, so he's in it, too. Yeah, and he's kind of like, I, I see him as Al Gore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to win an election, but get it stolen from him or something. <laughs> yeah. At least Chad. I think we did this at one point in time. Go about the Chads. What's that? There's oh, the Chad. hanging Chads. Yeah. Hanging Chad. What's Chad? What's that hanging out by the ballot box? It's Chad. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think Baylor Dan is one of those like more DC politicky type fellers who's got that power in that position in the Senate. Yeah. But then at the same time, he showed up in the recent uh, Obi-Wan series as well yeah so that actor's getting a lot of work now reprising that old character <laughs> they're gonna have an it was that show that was it nypd blues that he used to be on or something like that or oh, am i getting them no. mixed up yeah i don't know about his history i only know about that actor from star wars <laughs> really yeah, yeah. before he was on star wars he was on some one of those hit um tv cop shows I don't know because I don't watch cop shows. Yeah, and there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. I do not like cop shows. Yeah. I want revolutionary shows, not cops. <laughs> yeah, revolutionary sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> With the Andor episode one, I wrote down a couple of quotes here. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, there's, like, in the show, the, there's this one guy who's a boss of, like, the, the uh, 
Security. Oh yeah, corporate security tactical forces <laughs> is the name. Those are like the bad guys, you know, so far. And like uh and there's a boss guy who has a total like don't give a fuck kind of attitude. <laughs> and then there's like his underling who's like totally like a straight lace, you know, overachiever kind of guy. And the and the boss oh, wait, let me add this. Kate, when we're watching it, she keeps on pointing out that they're trying. She's like, "Oh, I think they're trying to make this guy be Ben Shapiro or like some Charlie Kirk or something." He's got oh, very yeah, the ben younger Shapiro guy. vibes. And the he very looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. I'm sorry, I interrupted, but I had to point that out about him. So but you got the, like stuffy Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, but the, the boss, I liked him. You know, his whole kind of like because like two tactical with it corporate tactical forces officers. You know, they're at a brothel and they tried to like mug basically the Andor, Cassie and the Andor character, and then they both get killed by Andor. But then, of course, you know, the the authorities and stuff find out about it. And the boss wants to just brush it under the, the rug because one of them, he doesn't like this. Because <laughs> he's a total asshole. And, but then uh, he also doesn't want the Empire to know because it looks bad on him and his job performance. So he's just like, wants to sweep it under the rug. And he says, say something sad, but in an inspiring in a mundane sort of way <laughs> about these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that is like that's cops. <laughs> that yeah. happens all over the world all the time with with those types of these forces of violence that are like set against you to maintain property. That's yeah. just that's just what we've done. Like we literally some places have chosen to fund it through taxes so that they can tax the poor folk for them. And some places are just willing to let the corporation straight up pay for it, like the Pinkertons historically, and that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about it with police being like the, the big authority, like if they want to, and they, they have the buy-in from their superiors and such, they could like sweep under the rug any number of different crimes yeah. if they don't want to deal with it or don't want the public to know about it. And so that's what they're trying to do here. Oh, and then the boss, before like he leaves, he says uh, to that underling guy, don't put your feet up on my desk while I'm gone unless you have an accident report waiting for me when I return. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, I think that one thing I was interested in and about is this, this idea of Andor being a refugee. It seems that the Empire has sprawled its way out and started impacting all these other places like it, like in ways it did throughout latin america it seems to be a parallel like, oh, but that was actually the, they said the republic was like the one was that, it the republic that was doing yeah that? at the time and like you know andor came from like some indigenous tribe kind the of republic thing. is the empire so the oh yeah republic it becomes, becomes empire the later empire on. so yeah, yeah the republic has has branched out in this I mean, there's been questions like how great was the Republic to begin with? Oh, it yeah. becomes the Empire. <laughs> yeah. And this is like from some like faraway indigenous tribe on some planet that's only yeah. used for mining. Yeah. And so like the Republic or the Empire, it's basically the same thing for them. Yeah. Just that's 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 uh, like how we treated Bolivia for a long yeah. time. It's just mining minerals and stuff like that. And was it like the the in, in Bolivia, what they did was in the the miners in the north would uh were trying to organize and they were the copper miners and when the the whatever the stocks dropped yeah. and copper became worth a jack they just abandoned it and said okay miners you can organize it so they started they <laughs> didn't let them have it until it was worthless essentially yeah. <laughs> anyways that was a side tangent but that's what, what the the whole the spaceship going there where he's at and up uprooting his life 
very much reminds me of how like that was going on throughout countries like that in the 18 yeah. 1900s yeah and also like remember in the star wars history like before they had the empire and the rebellion against the empire they had like a civil war yeah it's like separatists and mm -hmm. then the republic fighting to keep them in the union so to speak and so you could say like with Andor's perspective, uh, you can compare it to like Native Americans and their perspective of the American Civil War. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. it's almost perfect that on parallel. If you think about that one there, because, yeah, you do. You have that changeover where you have going against England in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and, the, and all these people are coming over like, we're the rebels against them. And then we're just invading. So, you know, it was a rebels just becoming another mm -hmm. colonialist force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could easily be a thing. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if they call themselves a republic or an empire or separatist or stay together in union. You know, either way, they're like wiping yeah. out all these native tribes. Yeah, and, and I think that's interesting. Uh, I like, and that's the things that keep me interested in this and why I like the things I really like and want to see in this one. I'm glad they're bringing in those kinds of conflicts. Yeah, Because it seemed like for a minute there, like a lot of the Star Wars stuff, while it does like... I had read, and I don't know how 100% accurate this is, because this is just an I had read or seen somewhere, that the original Star Wars film was supposed to be kind of vaguely based on the conflict in Vietnam, and the Viet Cong were supposed to be the rebels. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was like the, the Empire was like the Nazis. I thought, see, I had originally <laughs> seen, uh, and, and now I don't know, you can't. I, but for some reason, there's this idea I've had in my head for years that Star Wars was based on the vietnam conflict and that we're talking yeah. about the Viet Cong when it came to the rebels and that the, the empire is the u.s empire essentially in that yeah. model yeah that makes sense since uh, george lucas being a baby boomer too <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was what i had thought i had read so being being seeing and perceiving the entire star wars franchise as the vietnam conflict yeah. <laughs> in my mind I want a little more meat to the political side of it, but I want that anyway, just because I'm interested in that and I read a lot of that garbage. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I just read for the first time? Oh, no. What? This is totally off sidetrack, but I know this is going to come in at some point in time because I'll be able to make a parallel in a future episode. I just read Stalin for the first time. Fascinating, wow. interesting. I do have issues with what he with some of his writing, but that's largely on like he's not aware of modern trends of philosophy. So, yeah. <laughs> anyways, that's a sidetrack. Getting back into Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Andor here, yeah, right. Like, like I love so far in this series. Like, there's lots of black market and kind of like trying to do things under the table. You yeah. know, that just the common people have that kind of way of being always like look over your shoulder. And yeah. what have you and at one point like andor and one of his friends they they co-create a cover story for andor like totally on the fly oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the other thing is like what they're doing with the pounding so the the emp not the emperor the company folks is coming into town oh, and they're like banging tapping. on all the dishes yeah and yeah. it's in it it's so it's a local thing it's definitely got to be organized you have to have yeah. some kind of community solidarity to accomplish something like that yeah. they say oh okay what do we do when they come into our neighborhoods? They start batting on the thing, letting people know. Then the next guy's batting. Everybody's kind of like, hey, what's up? The company yeah. guys are coming. Watch out. It's the pigs. Watch out. They're rolling through type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. How like they are kind of showing like a whole different culture and stuff here. Yeah. And they also like have like the guy that rings the bells for the, the town. Yes. They, they almost yeah. draw a parallel there to his big bell and then to their little bell. And it's this weird, interesting little way this town is organized. 
be it like whatever like i'm assuming the bell's an official person like you know you have somebody who's at the church that rings the bell every day yeah or like a muslim call to prayer kind of thing yeah i'm assuming it's something like that maybe it could just be for time i've never seen a secular time piece in public i've only seen really well i guess we have yeah but i in my neighborhoods they tend to be religious ones and i wonder if they're going to have religion show up in this uh series too so the only because... religion too I've, i'm aware of is jedi stuff right? oh no so star wars it's interesting like star wars talks a lot about politics and religion so you could say Je- the jedi and the sith are religion as well as mm, in the yeah. mandalorian culture they have their own oh religion yeah too. so that is i didn't i guess you're right the mandalorian thing is a religion the sith yeah. is a religion yeah and in rogue one they have uh that one guy that one blind monk guy who's like oh, not a him. Jedi. Yeah, but he worships the Jedi. Oh, uh, one with yeah. the force, the force is with me. Yeah, one with the yeah. force. That guy. I love that guy. He was yeah. great. I'm, I'm going to have to, I, I'm going to, well, after watching Andor a couple times, I have to sit down and watch Rogue One again. Oh, here, so. yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be a while. I think they, they already like greenlit a second series, a second uh, season. season for, oh, yeah, good. Andor. Yeah. How many? So, do we know how many episodes we're getting this season? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they said the number, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> but I think it's like twelve or something like that. Oh, I know that they're. Uh, they usually do like, like uh, somewhere from six to eight, ten at most. This year, I'm seeing a list of. I've only seen four show. It doesn't seem to see anymore. A lot of times now, like back in the 80s, our TV shows were like every season was like 20 to 30 episodes. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and and it was like fluffed out. Like it wasn't like it is now where you can put all that nice writing into like six to 10 episodes. You have a yeah. something that's long enough to watch for a while, but a little bit better written, better resource spread, things like that. Yeah, it's more like doing. movie quality nowadays. Yeah, and I like this middle place. Number one, because I don't have time to watch 32 episodes <laughs> of Leave it to Beaver or whatever. You know? yeah. <laughs> Even watching some of the old shows that I enjoyed, like sci-fi shows from back then, they can be a little bit spread thin with a, like having to do that many episodes so like the oh, mini series yeah. like when v remember v in the 80s oh wow yeah i was thrilled about that when that came out but this stuff is more in line with that the way that streaming has changed the format of tv shows yeah. where a mini series is almost just a series at this point there isn't as much differentiation between the two yeah yeah <laughs> like a, a good example of that would be the watchman show from hbo exactly it's yeah. very like self-contained you've got like 10 to 12 hours of your show just like v on made for tv v back in the 80s when we started seeing that and like roots was another one that's almost like a big epic show that was showed on tv as a movie wasn't it and it was but that was that was a mini series not just a one time one-off film right yeah mini series and that's how like lavar burton became famous mm-hmm. not to me lavar burton became famous to me originally through reading rainbow oh. <laughs> and uh and star trek and then oh. i for some reason i had missed roots for years when i was younger um and i just really just knew him from those two well yeah i thought like roots came first it before. probably did but i yeah. like what year did it came out i don't remember watching it when it aired yeah me neither but i think like, it was like, <laughs> like 1980 or something maybe there's a problem there and something that we should we should examine <laughs> see why weren't we watching roots too when we were watching <laughs> well i was like two at the time so yeah, yeah i guess yeah. That was, like that was the era when dallas was popular and i know i had seen roots on tv 
Yeah. And I know I'd seen Dallas on TV, but I was pretty young in the early 80s. I was born in the late 70s. You know, I was only yeah. alive for a couple of years in the 70s. Yeah. So maybe it is just one of the that era of television and movies that I haven't seen as much. Oh, well. anyways. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So then I have another quote from in episode two of Andor. They, uh, they have this. I don't know the name of the guy, but he's like the really he's kind of like the technical like on the ground like what lead staff you could say right or yeah. foreman of the soldiers of the corporate security yeah and so yeah and at one point he does talk about how like pockets are fermenting pockets of resistance are fermenting so he's like aware that. of different like groups and stuff and that are like against their rule yeah it's it's good it, i i i think that those little company town guys oh. Corporate tactical forces. <laughs> they 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 get on they 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 do good with the with with showing them because because they are you kind of want to punch some of them you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and you can like, tell uh, like they're ready to probably commit like you know atrocities you know yeah. at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah, they do good cast. Like they do a good job with them because I kind of hate them. <laughs> yeah, and at one point they say, "Oh yeah, you may remind the population that." There is a territorial forum once a month where they are free to make official complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, yeah. and it is. It's like it's like they're just throwing their weight around, being shitty to people, treating them like crap in the streets. Well, in a month, you can file your complaint over there if you got a problem with yeah, that authority. Yeah. And I think like one of like the security people like laughed when they said that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great. Oh, well, just the last point is. Uh, that when Skarsgård, <laughs> well, he said, yeah, rule number one, don't carry anything you don't control. And so, like, that reminds me of all these, like, you know, oh, data security yeah. people, you know, like, kind of hacktivists kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's one thing that we do need to talk about for a bit, because it is very much like uh, getting your security culture stuff, like yeah. training security culture classes. They do a lot of times when you're organizing and political organization and stuff, and it kind of represents that like you know telling people like yeah don't bring your phone into this space we're coming in here it's not safe for us to you're not like like don't come out to the protest with things like telephones and stuff like that and there's a lot of yeah. other stuff if you do if you look for security culture stuff online there's people out there's things even out there available publicly online to like tell you hey be safe watch yourself danny don't's my favorite i think this has come up before <laughs> i think we're about on time yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, episode three, because uh, it ends with like him like leaving, you know, with Skarsgård. So it sounds like with episode four, it's going to be a whole nother planet, a whole new chapter, so to speak. Yeah, it seems yeah. like this is the origin of how I take off. This is Luke taking off from Tatooine, essentially, is what this mirrors. Like you got Luke starting off on Tatooine, and he takes off with Obi-Wan. I feel that very much we had the same kind of, here's his backstory. Oh. Well, but it's weird in this series, like it, it kind of has the story of him as a little boy and being kind of violently uprooted from his life in that indigenous tribe. But also he's been violently uprooted from his life in that planet where he goes off with Skarsgård. So yeah. it's like being they do his them life both being, at once. Yeah, yeah. It's I a did, total, I didn't like, double trauma. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's it's both it's both at once. So the other <laughs> as a young man, uh he's taken away by I didn't catch her name, but the yeah. woman who's raising him. We need to. I need. To, we need to start jotting down names of these characters yeah, and knowing yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I only know Andor and Mon Mothma. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, normally uh, when I do a regular Wobblies and Wizards episode, I can do that sign off, or we can try for something new, or we can just work on come up with a new one later. <laughs> oh, I guess a new one later. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want me to do the Wobblies and Wizards sign off real oh, quick? Sure. Well, I can't do the dice stuff. 
So if you can find us on Wobblies and Wizards, it'll be posted on the websites and stuff like that because this is going to be in um, a regular Wobblies and Wizards episode slot for now. We're just going to do Anarchists and Androids once a week and maybe not 365 weeks a year. I don't know. Or no, 365 weeks a year. <laughs> 52 yeah. weeks a year. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see how, how it goes and see and see how people like what we're doing here, talking about the idea is that we want to talk about more popular media kind of from our perspective and view. And that may just get us into a lot of trouble and a lot of people mad at us, but people might be interested in hearing it. But I like Star Wars. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah it sounds was, like both of us have been into Star Wars since we were real little. I was, I was born. We were born in the 70s. We grew yeah. up with this. Our childhoods have intellectual property trademarks and stuff like that all over our childhood yeah. memories. Oh, yeah. That's why it was like traumatic for me to, in The Last Jedi to see Luke die. It's like you know, I left the theater just like hero. shocked. <laughs> yeah, how could they do that? My childhood heroes. <laughs> <You killed> them. <laughs> I was told to love them by VHS tape. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you enjoy what you heard here today, give us a positive review. Uh, thank you for listening. You can normally we uh, you can find us on Facebook Wildies and Wizards, but I don't know if we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna start any anarchists and androids social media just yet. We'll see. <laughs> Wildliesandwizards.com is our normal blog, and this will be up there. You can just search Wildies and Wizards anywhere, and this will be in the rotation. This is anarchists and androids, only it doesn't have any of its own stuff. So, thank you for listening. Y'all take care. <laughs>